update on all the energies and all of the wild, uh, Mr. Toad's wild ride that's been going on. Um, so, you know, as we've talked about, October has been just this, just one after the other, after the other, after the other, just this sort of slingshots, these just huge kind of boosts of huge energy have been coming in. And we've been, you know, kind of buoyed up by that and lifted up by that and impacted by that. And um, there's been, you know, really big openings that have been happening from that. And I know from talking to, you know, to various other, other people that people have been really experiencing that um, and in some very different ways. The kind of where we're sort of shifting right now related to that is how to then kind of adjust or integrate or be in these kind of new high energies. And there are several different um, kind of sort of layers or ways of thinking about that and ways in which we may be experiencing um, kind of that sort of accommodation, that integration into being in kind of these higher, um, these really much higher energy spaces that, that, we're, that we have this expansion into. Um, I find that it is most uh, useful to remember that uh, kind of first and foremost, that the biology is really needing um, uh, supports to kind of integrate that and to um, be aware of the way in which, again, and we've talked about this before, right, we've been on kind of this journey, but again, we're, we're needing more inner space more room inside our biology and um, that there, we need to kind of let that, let the body's density lighten, let the space between the particles, if you will, uh, expand. Um, and it's not so much that we need to let that happen as it is that we need to let ourselves understand that's actually the truth of it, like it's already true and we forget, like we have this mental model of density about our matter. And that's actually where we're kind of bumping into like, you know, kind of what the integrations are really needing right now. And to remember that, you know, that the um, proportionally that the space between the nuclei you know, in your, in your body, in your molecules, in your cells is greater. That distance between those nuclei inside you is greater than the distance between the stars that we see in the sky. And so when we look up at the night sky and we see all the stars and they're kind of, and we think of them as being very far apart, right? And they are very far apart, uh, you know, from many different scales. And that's true inside you, the matter inside you, it, it is that far apart, farther apart inside you. And so to really mm, kind of come into the body, into that awareness and, and help kind of the mind and the mental model, the awake aware consciousness to engage in a new level with that space that's inside is really, um, the most supportive thing that we can be doing for ourselves right now to allow kind of this integration to occur and to just really revel in all that space inside. And that's very important for kind of like the next piece that I'm gonna share. So all that space inside, um, my 
part of my kind of cosmic galactic family here in human form, um, uh, you know, a kind of galactic brother, uh, if you will, he had shared with me this imagery that I, I thought was really lovely, really effective around this of, of like a fishing net. And um, uh, like a fish, like if you think about a fishing net, you, know, you can kind of hold it up big and wide and a fishing net that would be used for very big fish would have a lot of space in it, right? And the ropes, you know, are tied together at these little kind of knot points throughout the net. And those kind of net points, if you will, those little knot points, I think of as sort of like the particles in you, right? And right now we have this mental model of kind of the fishing net is crumpled up and we're holding it as like a, a, a you know, it's like all in one, it's like a big sort of mishmash of all of these different strings or ropes that are all connected like in us. And it's just this sort of solid dense thing. But if we can connect into the truth of open that fishing net, spread it wide, and there's so much room for things to just kind of move through and move in. And we can, we can experience that uh, that freedom, that movement, that empty space, that open space in many different ways. One of the ways that we can experience that is that there's room for the energies that are coming in to move through very easily and gracefully. And that um, any impacts of energies that we're experiencing around us or in you know, humanity or the collective as well, or people around us or places and experiences that we're in that may be impacting us in various ways, those also can kind of just move in and through very quickly. Kind of the weather fronts, if you will, of like our emotions or experiences also can just kind of whoop, just move on through if we have that kind of net wide open. So I hope that that image is helpful to you. It was it was uh, it was fun for me. Um, so we, as we kind of are moving up in these higher energies, higher energies, higher energies. Um, the kind of the imagery that I've shared before is kind of this idea of kind of a hot air balloon, right? Um, moving up. And now we're kind of moving up into the stratosphere. So we're like beyond kind of the pinnacle of the mountaintop, right? And we're moving up and we're moving up in the stratosphere. And as we go up, the our old ways of breathing and of kind of experiencing and staying alive, if you will, at different levels of elevation aren't going to work as well up here. Right. Like if we were, you know, if we were climbing Mount Everest, you know, we know from, you know, folks that 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 go into kind of extreme mountaineering, they have to do a lot of training to be able to kind of handle the very thinner oxygen in these kind of higher atmospheres. Now, this is a metaphor. This is an image. I'm not speaking directly about our own capacities around oxygen in our physical bio here, um, to be clear, because I don't want people to get confused about that because we do sometimes talk about things like that. It's just, a, it's just an imagery. But as we're kind of moving up, we need new ways. We need new ways of experiencing um, in these kind of higher uh, elevations, in these higher layers of the atmosphere, of the stratosphere. And as we're sort of switching out the hot air balloon for the starship, right, we need, uh, we're also kind of in that, all right, what are we taking in this new pace, place of the journey? So we've spent October just like, whoop, you know, with a bunch of these, you know, I, I, I couldn't really even count them because they became so kind of packed in together towards the end of the month. And I know we have a few more days to go, but um, you know, five to seven of these big slingshots, right? Just like, boom, 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 you know, all the way up. And, uh, and now we have to clean out 
so that we can kind of handle at that higher level. And so, um, you know, uh, language that we've used many times that has been useful can be useful here too around like, okay, more things, more ballast has to get jumped, dumped out of the hot air balloon. Um, but it's, uh, and there, and so you may be having different experiences around this. So I want to talk a little bit about the different kind of types of experiences that people may be having and suggest a little bit of supports around it. So the experience of the, um, Okay, yes, that we have to kind of let go of certain things. We can think of this as sort of shedding density, shedding weight, right? That kind of like, what am I, what are the carry-on bags that I'm allowed to take uh, in this next phase? It's like, as I move from the hot air balloon into the starship, like, oh, whoops, nope, can't bring that bag. Nope, can't bring that bag. That's certainly something that we're used to working with. And so we can, we can use and leverage that experience that we've had um, here as well. And it may not always be that there's um, quote unquote work to do around that. It may just simply be um, that we're having the experiences of kind of little, no, I don't want to say it that way. Sorry. Words. <laughs> oh, words are so hard. Words are so linear. Okay. So there's the, um, there's the experiences that some people are having, which relate to why am I suddenly having this resurgence or this reoccurrence of either an emotional experience or a physical experience that I haven't had for a very long time? Why is this coming back, right? Like suddenly I'm having this sort of like PTSD, you know, experience again, or I'm having this physical symptom from a phase in my life when I had a medical situation that was going on for an extended period of time that was related to sort of an initiation experience in my own journey that I can look back now and see how that was useful and important in certain ways, but it's over. Why is it coming in now? Right. Um, uh, you know, thoughts or emotions or kind of dreams even that are related to these old, uh, these old experiences. That can be happening just simply because it's just, it's, it's, we don't want, we, there's no room for it anymore. We, we need, we need to clear it out. We need more of that empty space. And there may be like a little nugget to work with in it around sort of, you know, so-called shadow work, right. Of like, oh, there's still a thing there that I need to work with that wants me to kind of go in and be present with it before I let it go, because sometimes that's necessary. Like along the way, we do need to kind of be present with these things to the point where we can let it go, but that's not always what's going on. And so you have to listen inside to yourself. Like, where's the resonance on that? Like, no, I'm really, I'm done with that. Can I, am I really, in, am I kind of in neutrality with this uh, as a way to kind of think about it? And, you know, certainly it's, you know, maybe disturbing or upsetting or even alarming that I'm having this experience again, emotionally or physically or both. Um, and seems sort of weird and out of the blue. But if I'm not really, you know, kind of activated by it, if I'm not really like, oh, you know, in a big extended, like maybe in the moment I might be like, whoa, you know, um, and have a big kind of purge or a big cry around it. But if I still am like, I'm mostly neutral with this, then it could just simply be, it's moving up and out and you're just having awareness of it as it's moving up and out. And you just kind of let it go. Like, yeah, off you go. That was cool. There may be some little lessons in that little reminders or awarenesses now of, oh yeah, oh, that's a new layer of understanding about why 
I kind of had that experience, why I created that experience for myself. I didn't realize that little extra kind of icing on the top around how cool it was that I had that experience as painful or as difficult as it may have been at the time. And I had all these lessons that I already understood about it, but here's another one. What what I'm trying to say is to not bring your kind of victim or survivor identities back into play. Um, as these stories are coming up. We'll hold on that for a minute. Another thing that might be going on is that you may be having dreams or kind of almost nightmares that um, are people are showing up or, or figures are showing up in these dreams that are from your past in some way. And it's sort of this kind of like, why am I having this weird dream or this weird nightmare? Um, and it kind of feels almost like a past experience of mine, but it doesn't like, you know, where we are, other people that are in it, or the kind of the role that the that the people that I'm reminded of, or whatever, these past figures, um, doesn't make sense, or whatever. And these, I feel, are often actually old lower timelines that are closing now, or that are presenting foreclosure, and that you can say, oh, yes, we can be done with that. We don't need to exit, we don't need to, to access that, excuse me, anymore. That doesn't need to go anymore. And think about the, the version, if you will, or the fractal, if you will, of your human self that's in that timeline, and you're here in this higher timeline, in the same way that you've accessed kind of higher versions of yourself to support you here, right? So that as you keep rising, reach down to her or him and say, hey, do you want to be done with that timeline? Because you don't have to do that anymore. Like that can be over. That's okay. You can be done with that. And the invitation can be very simple to just kind of shake it all off, right? It's that muddy dog, wet dog, shaking it all off. And that perfect pure diamond of kind of the the pure being of that fractal of, of you that's down in that timeline can then kind of elevate up and kind of come join in with you here and into kind of merge into that sort of diamond of yourself here, making that diamond of yourself here um, you know, just that little bit bigger, right? And then, the, and that can be a very lovely thing to do. It can be a very wonderful um, experience to support that to occur. And it doesn't take really any more time or effort or, um, you know, wizardry or whatever to do that than I just described, right? It can be very simple. Um, you can certainly create kind of rituals or supportive containers for yourself to do that, but it really can be that simple. Um, and for those of you who have done some of the kind of guided work with me around that kind of accessing into the founder codes and accessing into the original self and the, and the biological integration of the original self and the cosmic self into your human biology and that kind of opening of the star center within you and that esoteric white hole within you, some of these things that I've described will sound very familiar because we've been working on that kind of closing of of really many lower timelines. Um, And all of that really um, in my current timeline began to be available to us in um, the end of April. Um, And there was a lot of work being done kind of on mass around that in May and June. Um, But it, you know, it does certainly continues. Um, Another thing that can be going on um, is, I mean, there's also lots of really great things that can be going on. Um, So we'll talk about that in a minute. But one of the other pieces just biologically is really how am I then supporting my biology and what is my biology requiring as I'm kind of just doing this integration and kind of level setting at this new level. 
right? So we've come up into these new levels very quickly and now we have to adjust. And the image that's coming in right now is like, um, um, uh, what, what's the proper word? Scuba diving, deep sea diving, right? Where when you go down, you have to kind of settle at certain levels as you go down for your body to kind of get used to it. And you go down and you go down and you go down and the pressure is different, right? And then as you come up, if you come up too quickly, you get what's called the bends, right? Which is like, you've kind of come up too fast and you're sort of like, doo, 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 right? So we're not at a place where we have the bends in a, in a, in a real way, but uh, you know, in an extreme way that, that cause that can be actually be very dangerous in the physical biological world, but we have kind of come up very quickly and we're in a different level of kind of atmospheric pressure and, and whatnot as well in our, in our inner biology and, and our energetics, like these are all the same thing. And so, so there's this kind of adjustment period that we're in that I feel is most of November. And this adjustment period is, around okay just like let me kind of get used to being here in this new place and that may uh you know look like doing a lot of clearing out again but it may also just look like okay cool i'm here i'm just hanging out and um all these you know this all, a bunch of new clarity about kind of vision and where i'm going and what i want may have come in throughout some of the big expansions in october that may still be coming in um and which is fine and great and kind of keep working with it um as it keeps coming in but also really listen to what the body wants, what the bio really wants. The biology really may want, um, it may want a lot of rest. It may be like, hey, let's live like cats, you know? Let's sleep 20 hours a day and, you know, play a little bit and then eat a little food and then like stare out, you know, at the, stare out at the bird feeder out on the deck and it's cat TV and then let's sleep again for some more periods of time and let's groom each other and, you know, snuggle with each other and, you know, uh, all that. It may want a bunch of that. At the same time, the energies may be so intense that you may find that sleep is actually elusive and hard to get. Uh, many of us are having that experience with the kind of night waking. Um, what I find is that for those of us who are having that experience, we're hearing, we may not be actually aware of hearing it, but we're hearing a call to go to bed very early on those nights. And if we pay attention to it, it can really help our bio. And it may be like really weirdly early, like, oh, it's 6.30, time to go to bed. You know? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I don't want to go to bed at 6.30. I have things I want to do. Like, but if you listen to it, my experience has been, and others that I'm talking to has been, if you listen to it, you kind of get into bed and it's like, okay, boom. And you, you hit that, kind of take the exit into sleep. Then you get a good chunk of sleep. Your body needs that regeneration time, right? That kind of regen period. And then when we hit one o'clock in the morning and the energies are so intense and you're kind of, it's like, you're, you already know that's going to happen. And so you're setting yourself up to have a good chunk of sleep ahead of time when you're giving yourself that little, you know, your cosmic self essentially is giving your human self that little, hey, let's let's go to sleep now. Let's do that because we know this is going to happen and we're going to wake up at one and at two and at three or we're going to wake up at one and stay awake until four, you know, and we're going to be like on fire. Often that's another piece of the biology experience that many are having as they're integrating the energies is to wake up in the early morning hours and just be in just huge heat, just like the body is in so much heat. And, um, and this feels very much, and this has been going on for a while in various times of day for many of us, this kind of the big heat is just, I feel very, it's just very simply the biology integrating the energies and it takes a lot of fuel. And so that leads to another thing is that you may have phases or little periods where your body's suddenly like must have fuel 
bring in the fuel, bring in the fuel. And you're like, I got to eat like food in gob right now. Like, I don't even care what it is. Like, ah, you know, put it in there. So it's very useful if you have any of these experiences um, to make sure that you kind of keep on hand some good, healthy foods that are easy to eat quickly because, you know, like pre-prepared pre, pre meals or something like that, or just like easy things that are, that you can grab. Because when that kind of, if you have that experience of like, oh, fuel, bio is requiring massive fuel right now. Um, it's, it's helpful to have like things that aren't going to essentially gunk up the works in your body because the only things you can grab are kind of junky shit that's, you know, on the pantry shelf. So that's just kind of a little side tip there. Um, I, I, if you're feeling that kind of, really strong internal biological, like must have fuel piece. Um, and you also have the, mm, let's see, the historical experience of having a weird or unhealthy relationship or troubled relationship with food and your own eating patterns. Use this as an opportunity to kind of listen in a little bit. Like, is that an old, you know, me wanting to go to food as a comfort, as a way to stop feeling the things that I'm feeling or, you know, feel safe in some way. Probably it's not, but it might be right. And so you want to kind of listen to that. And if that's the case, then like, okay, let's come a little bit more into being at cause around this. Let's kind of come a little bit more into center and go, all right, what do I need to feel safer or comfortable or whatever right now that isn't about food and kind of deal with that. But if it's really like, no, I just need fuel. It is a different experience. And so you can tune into yourself to hear and feel that different experience. Um, it's kind of like how we've talked about before for women of a certain age, that kind of night heat thing can be easily misunderstood as being about um, a kind of a menopausal, uh, you know, oh, I'm having a personal summer moment, right? And we, you know, that's a whole other thing in the biology, but the quality of that heat feels very different to me. And um, so, you know, it's been a while for me uh, since I've, I've experienced that. I kind of did all that stuff uh, fairly early, um, but the kind of menopausal heat feels like it has a little bit of a, of a, like a wetness or a humidity to it. And this heat has a dryness to it. It's like a dry heat, right? Like, oh yeah, I'm in, I'm in the desert as opposed to I'm in, you know, the swamp, the tropical swamp. Um, now, certainly you can start to get a kind of, if you will, wet experience of this kind of heat if you're really bundled up in giant blankets and you haven't woken up from the heat and you stay under that, that heat can start to then cause you to sweat. But that's a different thing. That's a secondary thing, right? So anyone who has been through menopausal kind of heat waves will probably understand this nuance. And anyone who's not dealing with that, you can just ignore that little piece. But I, I do hear that many need to kind of be made aware of that nuance. And it's the same exact kind of nuance as what I was just describing around the food. Um, so da, 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 da. yes. Okay. So the yeah. Okay. What else around that? So those the letting go, this period of letting go that we're having in November. Um, that you know, we're in now, but like we're also gonna have more of this kind of letting go, opening up space in November, supporting kind of the quality of that experience for yourself, um, I think is very important. So placing your attention and your intention and your actions to focus around supporting that that is a lightful and delightful and kind of as much as possible sort of playful place is just keep focusing on the good stuff, on the light, 
Um, and I don't mean like on the light, like I'm not working with my own shadow because of course, part of what can be going on for many people during this phase is like, oh yeah, I got to really work. I got to have the feelings. There are things that I haven't been willing to have the feelings about. And now here they are and kind of the, you know, the chickens come home to roost and it's time to actually deal with this. That may be going on for some people. And so, uh, you know, I would say sort of ignore that at your peril. If that's still work that you have to do. Um, and by peril, I just mean that it's just going to be that much harder. You're just going to be kind of slogging along. If you just want to keep carrying that weight around, that's up to you. Um, but there is this kind of tension or friction or kind of push pull energy um, uh, at certain points in November around, I want that expansion. I want that light. I want to be up in the higher and it's not, it's more comfortable or feels safer, or I'm just used to this idea of identity around myself that is tied to some experience of, I survived a bunch of shit. I came through a bunch of shit. I, uh, you know, even for some people, even like there can still be kind of in a victim identity, but survivor identity is also to some extent a victim identity and not everybody always understands that. Um, and it's basically about being attached to who I am is defined by what I have been through, which it's a choice. Everybody can make that choice around who I am and what am I really, and what is it that I want, uh, for going forward. Um, Sometimes we have our whole lives built around this identity of what I have been through and how I have survived it and triumphed over it, whether it's a medical condition or an experience of trauma um, or experience of, you know, kind of abuse or experience of, um, you know, addiction or whatever, right? Like, and we all have these kinds of identity points that we talk about ourselves, you know, um, and some of these may no longer be uh, helping you. Some of these may be weights. They may be like lead jackets, you know, like the lead jackets that you might wear to kind of be in a, you know, be in an x-ray uh, environment so that you don't, it doesn't come, it doesn't hurt parts of your body, you know, um, or that, you know, if you're an x-ray technician, you kind of wear that and you're used to it and you don't even know it's there. You're just kind of walking around with this lead blanket on you and you didn't even know it was there, but you can take it off now. It's, available for you to remove it now if you want. And this is that, that feeling of, I wanna float up, I wanna rise up in my, I wanna be able to experience the sort of expansion of the opening and experience these kind of lighter places. But, but that kind of that lead blanket, it's kind of comfy. It's kind of, I like it, I'm used to it. I don't even really 100% know that it's there, but it's sort of like that weighted blanket feeling. Like, you know how many, many of us find sleeping with a weighted blanket helps us sleep better, you know? It's like that. But actually it's not helping you sleep better anymore, you know? And you need a different kind of lighter covering. And so kind of taking that off, choosing to take that off can be um, incredibly liberating, but also in the moment of taking it off, it can also be kind of scary. And so that, and that's okay. And you can kind of hold yourself and be tender with yourself and get the supports around, like, I feel really exposed, you know, um, like I'm having this kind of, uh, the, the, the images that are coming in right now, both like the hermit crab, like I'm taking off that shell that doesn't fit anymore. And I'm going to go find this next one, but in between, I don't have a shell. You know, and you may be at a place where like, I don't need a shell anymore. I don't even understand that. And that's that dragonfly metamorphosis where you were like, oh, I, I'm going up 
you know, above the waterline and it feels really crazy and it's certain death for me to go above the waterline. But then, oh, wait a minute, I'm breathing and I'm flying around and I have these new wings and I'm like breaking off this giant, you know, shell or carapace or lead blanket that's been on me. So there can be feelings of that. What I want people to be aware of is that the kind of the difficult moments of this phase in November, they don't have to define the full day or the full week or the full month of what's going on. They can be very quick. And it's really in many ways kind of up to us where I have, you know, oh, so like I had one of these the other day and, it, you know, the, this old experience kind of came back into my body and into kind of my emotion and into my energetics. And I was just like, almost sort of transported back to this old time and was in me. And it was, I was like, what? Like, no, but there was enough of a current story, like of what's going on currently, that it took me a little bit to kind of figure out, oh, this actually isn't about this current story. This is a letting go and a making more room, making more empty space, clearing it out. But in the moment, I had a, you know, total nervous breakdown for like 30 minutes. I was just sobbing uncontrollably around a kind of like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I won't, no, eh, you know, and, um, and I was, and I, and I just let myself be in that experience. I didn't try to stop it. I didn't try to immediately soothe it. I didn't try to um, tamp it down. Um, I just, I kind of turned and faced it and was like, come here. What are you? I'm in this. I'm going to let myself be in this. I don't know what this is, but I'm willing to be in it for a moment. And I understand from experience that any extreme emotion that I'm experiencing won't last and it doesn't run me. And I've done enough of that kind of shadow work, if you will, of like letting myself have those experiences back in the day where I know that the body actually can't hold that extreme, you know, when it feels like if I start crying, I'll never stop. If I start yelling, I'll break the entire world, you know, those kinds of things. But there is this kind of letting go of these old stories that that is available to us at a new level, right? We're kind of like, we go up that spiral, we go up that spiral, we revisit some things so that we can um, deal with them at a, at, a higher, at a higher level so that we can kind of uh, have more room, more empty space to kind of integrate in and bring in these new energies, kind of function at this kind of higher level. So that kind of survivor energy, I just really, it, you know, for me, like, uh, and as I've been working with people around this who are having these experiences as well, these kind of echoes back to these past stories, there may still be like a way in which you're holding on to, well, that's what got me here. I got through that and I learned all these important lessons from it. And you did. And that's awesome. But you can just have the lessons now and the way you're doing it now. It doesn't have to be tied to this old thing, right? There's this kind of like, what's the, what's the language that wants to come in around this? The, the what is yours to do now and what is not, okay? So this is related to the theme that's a very big theme for many of us around our ideas of being in service. That we came here to be in service and we have this kind of, uh, sometimes we have this, well, usually we have some kind of distortion that we have experienced around this idea of service and what does being in service look like? And so part of what wants to be let go is it isn't actually yours to do this kind of service anymore. That And that in many ways, the way in which you've been doing that 
type of service may not be helping in the way that you thought it was helping for the others that you're, you know, that, that we can be talking about, whether this is in personal relationships or professional relationships, it doesn't matter, you know, or even energetically, like work that you've been doing to kind of help with the collective in some way. Um, there, or, you know, there may be elements of that work that doesn't need to be done anymore, or at least doesn't need to be done by you anymore. And there may be others coming in who are ready to do the next version of that work. And you're going over here to do this next version of what you're going to be doing. But if you hold on to that old way and that old sort of sort of sense of, no, this is how I do my service. That's for me to do. Then a couple of things occur. One, you're, you know, you're kind of jammed up in your own energy. You're not making that space. You're not moving up. You're not probably effectively helping if you will, in the way that you maybe did in the past. Like, I'm not saying that it's always been kind of incorrect. It just is in, is in unaligned now, right? Um, and so you're not actually having the impact, positive impact that you want per se. And you're cluttering that space for the, for the beings who are ready to rise up and start doing that. And it's sort of like when you stay in a job too long, you know, and you're like, I'm in this job too long and people below me can't move up into it. And I don't really like it anymore, but I'm still stuck here and I can't imagine doing anything else. And I'm just going to sit here and sort of block the space and nobody gets to go in the space because I'm blocking it because I'm still attached to it. So, so for those kind of really, those of you who are really kind of thinking about this from a deeply esoteric perspective around like my energetic work, there, and that may be part of your identity too, right? Like, oh, I'm here as a starseed or a light worker or whatever to do this certain thing energetically. Okay, great. Well, maybe there's a new version of that or a new iteration of that or a new low place or type or form of that. But if you're feeling a sort of a friction or a weight or a burden around how you're, you know, have been recently kind of feeling you're doing that instead of it being like a lightful thing, then that's a clue oh, I'm having some resentment, right? And resentment is our boundaries wishing we would say no, right? And that can be true at these very esoteric levels as much as it can be way down in the mundane where we're like, my mother-in-law is driving me crazy, you know? Um, no, nothing against mothers-in-laws, but it just, it just that's what's just coming in. So from uh, wanting you to just really pay as much attention to what delights you, what lights you up, what lifts you up, what brings you up, um, and doing that in the day-to-day, -day, in the moment-to-moment -moment as much as possible is going to just continue to help you kind of keep on moving more easily and with more grace and ease into the next kind of open space within you, biologically and esoterically, as, you know, then there's, when you make the room, inside, then the cool things that have been starting to come in for you and that kind of came in and are maybe just sort of hovering, waiting to come into you through this, these big October, uh, big waves and slingshots that we've been having there, you, there, you need to have room, right? Like, oh, I've got all this amazing new furniture and style that I want to decorate inside my home, but I have all this shit in here still like, get it out, get it all out. So then only the good stuff can, this next wave that can come in, you know, it's like, oh, my, my way that I used to decorate, I always had like gray and pink and those were my favorite colors. And now I just really want blue and green. So get it out, get it out, get it out. So, you know, get everything out. Um, 
Okay, so just a little kind of for some some people I know really like kind of dates and astrology types of ways of thinking about things. Um, we do have um, some interesting things going on. So we have um, a, a lot of this kind of energetic stuff is happening now, but then there is on the 4th of November, uh, an interesting new moon energy, um, which connects to a lunar eclipse energy on November 19th. And so there's a kind of a cycle that's occurring between those two moon phases that is a very interesting uh, related to some of these things that we're talking about. But then we also, you know, it's eclipse season. So we have this lunar eclipse on 11-19 and then we have um, this solar eclipse on December 3rd. Um, and there's just lots of kind of new energies and upgrades, you know, that have been, that want to come in closer in. They're here. Like they came in and they want to get integrated, if you will. And so it may, you may experience it as like, oh, it just became newly available to me. That would really be because I made room for it. I emptied out the space for it um, to kind of integrate these energies, to integrate these kind of timeline shifts and, and activations and whatnot. Um, Let's see. So with the, the other thing to be aware of, that's just kind of a fun thing, the December 3rd solar eclipse, um, this kind of ties back to energetically, it can be fun to kind of look back to June 2020, which feels like a bunch of different lifetimes ago now, but it really isn't that long ago, technically speaking, but you might want, find it fun to kind of look back to like what was happening then. And if there's a kind of a string attaching June 2020 with this December 3rd um, solar eclipse, like what does that string feel like energetically and what maybe what are some things that have occurred along the way that could be a fun and interesting thing. Another kind of marker along the way in there would have been the lunar eclipse on May 26th um, of this year. Um, just kind of a fun thing to be able to think about. And the, also the, the lunar eclipse that's um, earlier on, on November 19th, sorry for not staying perfectly chronological as I'm talking about this. Um, the November 19th lunar eclipse also kind of begins a specific two-year cycle that runs through October, 2023. That's kind of an interesting little piece as well. It just can be useful to be aware of that if you enjoy those kinds of things to think about. I don't have any... Um, I'm not given specific like, oh, here, this is, these are things you need to think about because actually it's not useful to kind of focus the mental model right now on trying to control and project. This is what that two-year cycle is going to look like. That's not helpful. What we really want to be doing right now as much as possible is if we can kind of be in that highest light as possible and whatever we're thinking about creating and imagining and, and designing for our own futures and for the futures of the world and whatever work that we're doing to kind of call in and craft our personal legacy, if you will, which is, you know, one aspect of kind of the work that I do with some, with some of you is that we want it to really be on that kind of that highest beautiful timeline and to remember what a powerful creator you are. So as you're thinking about your biology supports and you're thinking about what am I eating or drinking and how is that supporting my biology, understand that what you're taking in, in terms of external, you know, kind of media, social media, arts and entertainment, all of that kind of stuff, as much as what am I allowing my mind to be thinking about? Um, these are part of kind of the energetic diet, if you will, and they do have a huge impact increasingly so as your own capacities um, are increasing rapidly as you're kind of moving up through these layers of atmosphere and stratosphere and rising up higher and higher and expanding more and more, your impact, if you will, um, is greater and greater. And so 
if you know don't do, I if you're following different sort of you know whether it's sort of folks that are spiritually teaching in various ways or speaking about things in various ways on YouTube or social media or whatever if they're giving you disaster narratives is that food you want in your energetic diet or do you want to kind of hold and anchor the energetics of you know of a graceful easeful transition for the planet and for humanity these are your own choices to make, of course, right? Um, but understand that you're a powerful creator and um, and that you're always creating all the time. So just things to be thinking about there. So hopefully people can have as much fun with this as possible. It is a kind of a, it, it definitely can be intense on the body. It can definitely be intense on the body. And so be gentle with yourself around that. And, um, you know, you may have, uh, one last piece about that, just practically, tactically, when you, when like strike with the iron is hot, if you get new ideas or new things that want to come into form where you're like, you're writing or it's artwork or it's business stuff or whatever. And it's like, it comes in, like, do it, like stop whatever you're doing and go do it. Because if the energy is there to do it, just do it. And to get that level of kind of willingness to just immediately act in the way that is aligned with what's coming through for you is a, um, that's a really great kind of standing for yourself and a kind of a standing for this higher level that you want to be experiencing for yourself and a kind of an anchoring of this future high experience that you want to be creating in form for yourself. It's also, um, you also then start to see for some of us how important redesigning our lives really is because we have to have space and fluidity and flexibility to be able to be like, oh, all of that that I was supposed to do today or that I thought was what I was going to do today, that all, you know, fucks off over to the side because instead I'm going to go do this. And so that kind of life design work can be very uh, important and fruitful to look at again, right? And we're always refining this and we're always evolving this because nest all of this that we've been talking about today into the kind of the reality that we are each, if you will, expressions of that deep sacred current of life force that is growing, moving, flowing, evolving. And, you know, and that's really what we're doing. So there is no, nothing stays the same. The only thing that doesn't change is change itself, right? And, um, and that's beautiful. And, you know, there can be moments when it might feel like exhausting. And I get that too, um, kind of that sort of more like existentially exhausting, like you can have those moments and that just kind of lets you know, like it's time to get a little bit of a rest and maybe have I fallen off in the last few days, making sure that every day I'm connecting to something that lights me up. I'm feeding my magic. I'm feeding my cosmic self, my being, the embodied expression of that cosmic self is more important because the cosmic self doesn't need the feeding, but that the way the experience uh, of that connectedness. So I hope that that's very helpful. And I hope that that lets you kind of keep rising and shining and uh, bringing that beautiful light to the world. And I thank you for your light in the world. And I love you. <laughs>